Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul love the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. All right, it is time for that Davis show with Ryan Bukovsky, the executive producer. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One. And I am Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. Uh, listen, we got a lot to get into today. Uh, we're definitely going to talk Bears since that is like uh, my daily thing now with Under Center. I got to get into Bears talk, right, Ryan? We got to do a little bit of that. Got to carry it over this side. Uh, we're definitely going to do some NCAA. We have the trade deadline in the NBA approaching us in two days. So we're definitely going to talk about that league-wide and here as far as what perhaps the Bulls should do. Are they sellers? Are they buyers? Or are they both? Uh, and, of course, Ryan has a phenomenal uh, up for grabs to end the show. So let me go off top. Off top. Take it from the tippy. Take it from the top. Um, listen, during if you've ever been a, a fan of this show, or not a fan, a follower of this show, or Dean Davis, uh, you know one thing. We usually always try to bring honesty. And part of you spending time with us is giving a part of ourselves. So I try to always give a part of myself in this uh, even uh, if it's controversial, uh, even if some people don't agree with it and we all can, uh, you know, we all have our own opinions. But with that, and it's through much thought and a part of me that doesn't really even want to do it. I want to say that I'm going to get the COVID-19 shot next Friday. Um, I'm going to do it. All right. Um, just you to, got it available to you? Yeah, yeah, I won a lotto at my hospital that they was like yeah you won the really? lotto set up for the black man yeah <laughs> how many people in the lotto i don't know uh but yeah they hit me up <laughs> and i'm sitting there and after's like fiending to get it and i'm kind of like I, I mean i've said I, I plan on getting it but now with it right there it's kind of like slow down son um you yeah, know putting know. something i Go was ahead. gonna say between us i don't know if we're fiending for that thing yeah. Also, now you're not gonna get the shot. No, I'm gonna get it. I'm not fiending okay. for it though. I'm not. That's yeah, I'm not. I'm not fiend- that, uh, yes, yes, sir. I apologize for saying that. Right, you're right. That's I'm not. Like, yes, I wasn't like when they said I won. I started strutting through the house like, yeah, yeah. Shots for right. you. Shots for you. You probably um, felt but, like when they call you, like you just want a free vacation when you won that lottery, <laughs> or when they call you to, and you have to go get tested for like chlamydia or something. You ever got tested Ooh. for chlamydia? Uh, not specifically for it. I've been STD tested and they told me I was negative for chlamydia. Now, how did they test you? Honestly, I don't remember. I went to, to oh, my man. general you MD. Did, they you did didn't something. get this test. You didn't get this test. Then maybe I did not. Maybe I'm I remember mistaken. I was dating this girl who was a very close friend of mine. I mean, like she was like what my, a close, close friend. And we decided just... To, to hang out. And when we started hanging out, she was pregnant, right? Wasn't my kid or anything like that. She was one of my uh, old, my dear buddies or whatever. And uh, our little relationship was terrible. We, this is one of those situations and it was part of the reason I didn't really want to mess with her. Uh, it was proof positive that some friendships shouldn't turn into relationships. We were terrible, right? But I, this ex-girlfriend of mine had told me that she had contracted chlamydia. And I'm like, what? And she kind of threw my name in there or whatever. 
And she was like a friend of my play sister, Faith, or whatever. So I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking about my buddy who, you know what I'm saying? And we really wasn't having unprotected sex, but still she was pregnant. I looked at that chlamydia can blind a fetus. And I'm like, man, I got to go get tested. Because, you know, this girl I'm talking about, she was one of my close friends. And she wasn't like, you need to go get tested. But I, I felt like I needed to because I didn't want to blind this child uh, that she was about to have. So I went to this clinic that's on um, 115th, right by Michigan. Right by off 115th in Michigan. Most of y'all know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> so I go over there, me and one of my buddies uh, go in there. I think actually, I think my play sister made it went too. Just to, she didn't go. She she sat there just to validate that I didn't have it because I didn't think I had it. And uh, I went back there. It's a funny story. And I know this is supposed to be off the top about the damn COVID right. vaccine, but the good old David stories. Wait, I did you back say uh, back there as in like a back alley or no, where? No, no, no. <laughs> it's you go to the top floor and it's I think it's the top floor. Um, and you go into this this room and it's a, it's, it's a hallway and there's like three or four rooms back there. Uh, you can grab you some condoms and there's uh, a bunch of brochures to let you know about different diseases and stuff like that. So anyway, I go back there and the lady it's a lady uh, doctor back there and you pull out, you know, your penis and they take uh, this stick. And at the end of the stick, it's like it's like a long it's not a needle, but it's like that like a long needle, probably like about this long or whatever. And Q-tip? at the end of it, no, it's not a Q-tip. It's oh. a little, it's, it's, it's thinner than a Q-tip. It's a small. I mean, yes, it's thinner than a Q-tip. All right. It's not, it's, it's larger than a needle. It's gauge is larger than regular needles that you end up getting the gauges. And at the end of it for about, about this length, there's like, it's kind of like a two Q-tip, but it's like, it's not hard. It's kind of like, I want to say it's kind of like featheries. It's not feathers. Of course, they wouldn't shove feathers down you know, the shaft. So anyway, so the lady holds you, she puts sticks that in, into your penis at the front, open it all the way back in there, twists it around. I think she may wait a second, then pulls it out. Right. On top of that, I, I had, cause now I'm, I'm just, I'm like, listen, I'm sitting here. I've never had something like this happen to me. Um, me and this lady have become family at this point. And I point to this bump I have uh, above my scrotum. I'm like, yeah, but I got this bump right here. And she's like, oh, that's just a hair bump. And she does this and bursts the hair bump. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a terrific gesture for a young man who, who needed some consoling at that moment, right? And I'm like, I'm back here. I may as well find out what's going on back here, right? Doc, tell me it's an STD and not cancer. Oh, you're <laughs> And I remember finding out, I don't know if I found out back there. No, I may have had to come. Like I sat down and they had me come back in there. The lady said I did. And I remember going out there to the mother. I was like, I don't have it. I don't have it or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I just got out of uh, ticket with the what's the name as far as I asked you, had you ever gotten oh, for the, for the chlamydia? Oh, no, I was saying this is it's like that. It's that's the kind of like winning it when they call you in so they could test you for the chlamydia. That's how I feel with the COVID-19 winning the lotto. Like, oh, I'm going to have to go in there, and get even though it's 10 times worse because it's an experimental uh, vaccination uh, that I'm going to end up taking. I'm not yeah, get your uh, biometric tag. Go ahead and grab it. Right. Sign 666. <laughs> uh, people, listen, they're going to play this back in 12 years when I'm a right. zombie slash uh, demon and be like, see, he right. was joking about that shit. <laughs> right. Um, That's yeah. the day we lost Davis. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, that's the uh, that's one thing I wanted to share. Um, next Friday in the afternoon time, I will be getting at least it's scheduled right now, unless it happens sooner. Um, I will be getting my first vaccination for COVID-19 so I can for me and it's not for everybody, but I need to kind of get back to uh, some simile of what life was. It'll never be the same, but I'd rather have some more protection. Um, and of course, this doesn't stop me from being able to pass it from anybody to anybody else. You, I still have to be careful. It doesn't stop me from contracting it. it. Just supposedly stops me from the dire consequences of not having a vaccine. So I want to put that out there. My, 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 my last off top, Loretto Hospital um, came under fire. They provided vaccinations to employees at Trump Tower, a watch shop and some judges. Um, and I want to say shame on you. Um, you're supposed to be taking care of the community. And I know some of the employees, some of the employees at the Trump place, they kind of said, implying who, what, what race they were, are live on the South and West side, implying that they're black. But still, it's stuff like this. It's a black eye and why people feel like they can't trust organizations and they should be ashamed of themselves. And I've heard uh, plenty of times about people who are, that are getting over with vaccinations. And I don't know, I, 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 it's wrong. Let me say that's wrong. I think maybe the catch 22 in some cases is some people aren't taking it. So there's extra vials there. But we see situations just like I know with uh, D talking about when people were jumping in there in Inglewood um, and, and, and sitting there and, and getting around the system or whatever. I know one thing was like if you set your computer's clock to Australian time, you can find uh, some around you or something like that. But, yeah, I, I want to say that that's shame on them. There's a lot of people that really need that. And you need to make sure those people get it in their arms first, in particular the people in the community that you serve. Uh, that's who you're supposed to be taking care of. And there needs to be some 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 feet put to the fire. Some people need to be uh, really fired and not just reprimanded. So I want to say that since I was on this COVID tangent for my off tops. Yeah, shame <laughs> on them. We need hospitals to be a part of the community. Definitely. And not just looking out for watch shops, judges and Trump Tower employees. Um. All right, buddy. Where are we going in now? How we, where, where are you taking? I was to? waiting for yeah. your transition on this I'm one. I'll take you there. Yeah. I thought I we were going to go from scrotum squeezing to the bears, or how that was going to go That's, down. That works. That works. <laughs> uh, that definitely. That definitely works. <laughs> oh, the beloved, the beloved, the beloved bears. Um. Listen, man. A salute to Cal Fuller. You know, if you've seen her, if you checked out the Under Center podcast or Sean and Maya, I'll be on the tape Never Lies uh, tomorrow evening. Um, check out any of those. I think you kind of know my feelings, but I also got to bring them home and let you know here on this platform that you, I, and a few other, not even a few other, a bunch of other brothers helped create. Uh, it's a damn shame that Cal Fuller. Um, was released. I'm happy for him having his future in his own hands. I'm happy that he didn't settle and stay here after the disrespect. Um, hey, listen, to give to give Ryan Pace a little bit of slight, nobody knew the pandemic was going to occur and the cap wasn't going to grow and it was going to stay stagnant. If not, they were going to you're going to lose a little bit off the cap. Uh, they looked at when this poison pill contract, this poison pill was added to this contract by Green Bay. Uh, it seemed like you will be able to take care of it. Uh, but just they, they got caught. 
Um, and but it, it's terrible that Cal Fuller initially when I, when Akeem Hicks, I know we'll get to Akeem in a minute. When you heard both of them, I was really upset. And then I had to backtrack my ways. And I did this on the Under Center podcast and apologize to Tony uh, because he, initially he was infuriated about the Allen Robinson situation. I was like, you know what? That's a formality. You know, I look at it and he'll probably get his money. Um, whatever they're trying to get a quarterback. When you, now you're sitting there with Andy Dalton, I know there's still maybe a, a 10% chance, if not less, that Russell Wilson could still end up being here or whatever, which would make all this 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 diarrhea smell a lot better. But when you oh, look at yeah. the fact that, right, when Allen Robinson hasn't gotten paid and you had to cut Kyle Fuller, and listen how it looks to add Andy Dalton, that just doesn't look right. And, and, and culturally, and one thing we kept hearing about uh, from Ted Phillips and so on was just the culture. And I, I'm sure some of the culture is talking about the front office, but I think the culture also bleeds down into the team and how to me, you, you can easily fracture this culture with some of the moves that you're making uh, by decimating this defense. So salute Cal Fuller. I uh, hope thank, thankfully he landed with Vic Fangio. It'd be easy for him to jump back into the system that he knows they're basically running here. Um, I hope he does. I hope he plays well next year. And if uh, Vic Fangio, they have a decent enough year to, that Vic is still there and they can sign him to a long-term deal. And he can get two nice big contracts in the NFL. Um, after his rookie season, he had a couple of years where, you know, he was battling and he had that year where he didn't play and Vic Fangio cha- challenged him, I believe in 2016. And he responded, man, and like, like not even like a man, but like a wild animal, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I as a Bears fan, I appreciate everything that Kyle Fuller did did as a Bears cornerback. Uh, he's one of the top four or five cornerbacks, I believe, that ever wore a Bears uniform uh, in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? So definitely salute to Kyle Fuller, man. Outstanding. Um, I'm sure he's going to be even even better being back out there with Vic Fangio, especially if uh, if, 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 if Chubb and um, Von Miller can do what they need to do on the outside. <laughs> now to the King. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good because basically I agree with everything that you're saying. It's it's going to be tough losing him. I think personally for me, Charles Tillman, all time favorite corner. He's number one. I've He's number one for the Bears. But boy, I mean, if you could get as close of Donnell a player, Wolfer, I know you may not know. Remember Donnell Wolfer, mm-hmm. Donnell do Wolfer, Leslie Frazier. But yeah, nope. Charles Tillman's number one. Wolfer maybe. Also, we're talking about people I saw in my life, my lifetime. Wolfer maybe number two. Um, and again, I, I can't. Three could be Fuller, but Fuller probably for somebody that I'm not necessarily remembering. But yeah, uh, Tillman's definitely number one. Because it just uh, Kyle Fuller played a lot like Charles Tillman. It just was a very physical corner. Was able to get the ball away, especially that rookie year and the last couple years with the Bears. He kind of turned into last a little three. Bit of a turnover machine. Last, yeah, right. last three years. Right. He's been it was just those machine. down years on that rookie contract, and when he kind of lost it mentally, and Vic was able to get him back, he really turned into one heck of a player. And you know what? And that's funny when the coach player relationship that Vic Fangio questioned him, you know, questioned his desire and they ended up becoming friends. And we've, I mean, we've known that now for years, but to the point that Vic Fangio get like the first thing he does is snatch up, snatch up uh, Cal Fuller, you know, like that. I think that says something to any of us about turning our life around or in our profession in our relationships in our spirituality in our, in our, in our uh, family, like there, you can turn it around. You know, you just have to commit to turning it around. No doubt. 
No doubt. And do you think uh, the turnaround keeps happening for this defense with Akeem Hicks, or is he reportedly safe? Or do you believe the reports that he's safe? I know the guys. I know um, Eric and Alex on under center basically said that, you know, it, does, it looks like he's going to be around. Listen, I'll be, I, I'm going to tell you right now, that man right there who was this close to always crossing the line, all right, and Akeem Hicks, uh, that man right there, I will be somewhat distraught if he wasn't in a Bears uniform, uh, I don't understand what you're going to tell me you're going to do with this defense. Uh, if he's not there, you see the difference that you have in this team when Akeem Hicks is out there. And it's it's so noticeable. It's, it's glaring is what I should say. It's a glaring defense when Akeem Hicks isn't out there. And I don't think you can just supplant him with the Bilal Nichols. You need him and a Bilal Nichols out there and Eddie uh, Goldman out there. So, I'm happy. I would like to see him get a, a couple years added on to that. I want to see Akeem Hicks retire as a bear. Like I would have wanted to see Cal Fuller, but Cal Fuller maybe be able to get a kind of dollars that, that are is too much for the Bears right now to uh, possibly pick up. Uh, long term, I should say, but Akeem Hicks, man, it's it's just glaring when you see front one from the run attack, one from the pressure, and we haven't been getting the type of pressure that you got in 2018. I just don't think you can replace a guy that, to me, is probably top four and five five technique in the NFL. And when I don't mean to put that he's always at the bottom of that either. You know, like I, I think it's invaluable, and sometimes we don't appreciate. Even though you see on Sunday what he can do, we still don't appreciate everything such a physical player can bring to your defensive front seven. So it, it were to me, if you were to, it would have it, it rung so much of Emory Tressman and what happened to where we're moving everything to the offense and we're decimating that Erlacher Briggs defense from back then, Alex Brown. Um, that's what it, it, it smelled like to me. Uh, so I'm happy if Akeem Hicks is, isn't tossed to the wolves, basically, or I'm sorry, sent out to the streets uh, like Sweetie did uh, Quavo. Uh, back go. to the streets, I should say. Um, you know, so like I, I, that, I need him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Bears friends, like, I think we know, and we, we've grown up with this, and we want a great offense. Don't get it twisted. But we got it real like, man, you know what? We've tired of this defense. Let's do this offensive thing. And I'm not going to say that you always have to have a top 10 defense, but you need a defense or you need key players that can affect the defense in situational in situations. And he's one of those players. And I don't want to see him on another team in the next year or two because I still think he's valuable, particularly if he stays healthy. Yeah, again, I agree with you. And I think... Unfortunately, even though we're praising Kyle Fuller, Akeem Hicks is harder to replace than Kyle Fuller. And that's not any kind of diss on Kyle Fuller. And I think it's very close, but I see a little bit more special in Akeem Hicks right now in his game. And he can be, I think, more of a game wrecker than Kyle Fuller can be. And again, that's not a diss because Kyle does a great job on his side of the field and he doesn't tremendous job in run support he's a two-way player basically in that sense because he could play the pass as well as he plays the run and then you got the the instincts to create turnovers as well Akeem Hicks is that same guy when he's really going but on top of it that pass rush comes alive when Akeem Hicks is really rolling and he's playing and we know that just seeing teams, how they're built when you have to spend a lot of money on your offense and they're trying to create room for Russell Wilson or some kind of big name quarterback, at least still trying, knowing that Andy Dalton is not good enough, even if they're forced to go that route. But 
you got to have a few guys on defense that can really wreck a game a la like Chris Jones on Kansas City with Frank Clark. And you could have something like that here with Hicks and Max still. And maybe we look back on this, like you said, see this cap casualty of Kyle Fuller and some of these other guys. And we get Russell Wilson unexpectedly somehow. It's like, man, maybe it was all worth it in the end because of that. But uh, it's just tough to see guys go. Hopefully they keep Akeem Hicks because you got to be able to replace some of these guys and hit on the offensive players that you're trying to acquire with that money now. I asked Adam Hogue last week, and it was because of this reason. Is there a chance that Akeem Hicks, and, where Kyle Fuller and Akeem Hicks may get cut, or one or, one or both, due to Andy Dalton signing, uh, where we thought they would just be ex- extended, but they weren't going to be able to get below the cap enough. And the person I was thinking about was Fuller because of Jalen Johnson, that he would be the one that they would look at. One, because Jalen Johnson is younger and what he proved when healthy last year, but also perhaps that Ryan Pace feels like, you know what, I can find another one. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to DBs and something like that, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see. You know what I'm saying? And I like uh, the flawed thinking right there by Ryan Pace because I agree with you. They probably are looking at that. Jalen Johnson hasn't played a healthy full season of football since his freshman year in college or something like that. And that's what we're going to bank on. Shoulder keeps going. Right. And that's you called it. Dude, you're looking at an Anthony Miller situation. And then look at Kyle Fuller. He's always healthy. Like he plays every single game. Like you better hope Jalen Johnson can be that guy. Yeah. And I mean, you can remember from what the year before, like 20, 2017, I think may have been a year when all the DBs were hurt. Right. Like we were down like Amara like, went down. Yeah. When everybody went down, like, you Bryce know Callahan how bad it gets. Down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So play around if you want to, you know what I'm saying? As far as depth, but you know what, with how the cap is in the NFL, it's going to be a lot of teams. Uh, in that situation, even though as a caveat, you know, there may be a lot of players on one year deals trying to prove it so they can get back out there from top tier players to middling players. So you may be able to seal to gain some depth in that defensive backfield. Yeah. And maybe that's the plan for the bears. We just got to figure out the best that we can for offense and quarterback, and then just scour the market for what we need elsewhere. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Real quick, for everybody on here, so how was Vegas? Vegas was pretty terrific, I would say. It was uh, mm. fun going to the sports book. We only went one day, so it wasn't too crazy. We were gambling on every game, though, and it was uh, not so good for the gambling, but we didn't do too, too much. But there was just a lot of in-the-pool drinking with the sun, hot tubbing where, at night. Where were the ladies? It was where good were the ladies stuff. At? Oh, we had some ladies over. Don't you worry. Okay, we can't. We can we discuss that a little? Like I just talked about some lady violating me, trying to save me from chlamydia. You can't talk about meeting a lady or two on the show. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll save it for the flip. Okay. Okay. All right. Just want to get that in. W- was you socially distanced when you were in the book? Uh, not really. Everybody was wearing masks the whole time. You're not allowed to not have a mask on, but not really a lot of social distancing going on. All right. All right. I guess we should go to the tournament then, since we were talking about you out there gambling and losing money and loving ladies, but you don't want to talk about it. All right. Must be the ladies. That guy Ryan going must be the ladies. Must be the ladies. (laughs) 
where do you want to start with Illinois falling or with the just general craziness of this tournament? Let's do Illinois. Let's do Illinois. Um, we'll miss you. It was fun while it lasted. You kids. Uh, listen. Yeah, especially those two. I feel sorry. I, sh- I shouldn't be joking like that. Uh, Io, thank you for representing the city in the way. Kofi, thank you for representing the Caribbean in the way that you've represented the Caribbean and New York City. Um, this It happens. And I, I feel like they were going to run into a situation like this, but a, a different team that isn't as seasoned as Loyola, they may have been able to come back in the second half from, even though Underwood didn't make any adjustments, so I could be totally wrong about that. Um, but I do think, and this is something I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to, and I mentioned it on Sean and Maya yesterday, and Sean was like, yeah, they didn't play in a tournament last year. Like, we, mm-hmm. you, this is a different beast when everyone's saying to you, you're the, you're the one, you know, and then someone punches you in the nose and it's like, wait, they told me I was the one, right? And you don't necessarily react because now you're the hunted and before you were all, you're the, you're the, you're the, you're the hunted instead before you were the hunter. Um, and I look at that like this. If they, they, needed, uh, they needed an opportunity. They needed a team like this, but not Loyola because I felt like they may have been able to come back from another team. But Loyola, man, it's one of those things with mid-majors Dog, they they stack when you talk about seniors to seniors and juniors. You know what I'm saying? It's let, let alone seniors and juniors that's been in the tournament. You know what I'm saying? And listen, sh- shout out, you know what I'm saying, to to, to um was it Porter Mosley? Mosley, um, yeah, Porter Moser. Yeah, yeah, Porter Mosley, who told DePaul Moser. uh Moser, thank you. Uh yes, but no. Um listen, my man coached to go to his, Indiana. My man coached his you know what off. You know what I'm saying? And you he he eyeballed this one. He had he had it ready for this one. Like I'm about to show you something. Hold my beer real quick. Right. Uh you know, and he he did his thing. And shout out to Sister Jean. You know, I wanted I wanted the U of I to win. Uh the props to everybody at Loyola. Um I listen, uh, IO has to go. Um perhaps Kofi stays to perhaps try to improve his draft stock. I don't know how much he can. I was on Josh Hicks' show. It's funny. I was on Josh Hicks' show last last Thursday at Drop Friday. And then this Monday, I was on there on Sean Amaya with Ricky O'Donnell on both shows, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, we both had some of the similar opinions about Kofi. Mine was him switching out. And he, he talked about that, too, as far as pick and roll defense. And then passing. And you saw what happened in passing in this game. And those aren't necessarily attributes that you 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 can you can be without when you're talking about being an NBA center, uh, especially if you're talking about being NBA center that's getting a high volume amount of minutes. Uh, but that's not the most important part. The most important part is that those two young men and that team, not just those two young men, had an outstanding season. I know it doesn't seem like it right now, but they should take a bow. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it happens, you know what I'm saying? It it'd be different. It would have been nice. Especially this year, it's gonna. Yeah, happen. it would have been nice if. They could have gotten in the tournament last year to really know what it's like because this is the biggest stage they've ever been on. You know, and it doesn't didn't seem you like think it? it felt like that in the game, like in that second half? It just seemed like they couldn't hit that extra level because they just had no experience to draw off of of what it's yeah, like to really never just, been exactly uh, back up. I mean, again, back up against the wall, and you're talking about. All those big teams, all those big ten teams were overhyped. We see it now. It's just Michigan left, right? 
So we're looking. We look how. Listen, first of all, we apologize for last week's saying. Wait, I don't want to get into the Big Ten quite yet because I okay. want Loyola thoughts. But yes, we got to take a bow for that. But one. but one thing that uh, Ricky O'Donnell was pointing out was that and I forgot what rating it was, but basically Loyola is the tenth best team in the country. All right, period. All right, so it was the net rating. Thank you. You're running up. You're running up against the tenth best team in the country in the second round of the tourney. You know what I'm saying? And you that's what team. really hurt Illinois is the misseed of Loyola because everybody right. else in front of them was a one, two, or a three, I believe. So it made sense for Loyola to be a four or five seed, worst case, but to be a number eight, and then that's the team. Oh boy, like you talked about all that experience. I mean, Cameron Crutwig, they're probable best player or at least their big man that's really good he uh he was a a freshman exactly a freshman with that type of high basketball iq i mean not i mean the senior was something to behold yeah dude i mean so it's that's just that's a lot man that's that's a lot dude and they they caught him they caught him man and listen look at that stash by the way oh yeah oh yeah you look a little bit like chuck I'm going to give him the edge on footwork, though, over Chuck, I think. Okay, I'll give him the edge on that, too. What, 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 like footwork in the post or like footwork in Chicago? In the post. Oh, man, look at that footwork. (laughs) I didn't know Crutwick because I'm like, like, get it, get it, Crutwick, get it. Catch me on the shore, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, for the the Big Ten, it's been. uh, it's Look at Sister Chief, bad. by the way. Look at it. Look stunning at on him. Stunning. I'm happy. You know what? I, I, I take shots. Jason I'm happy. is throwing up somewhere right now. Somewhere. It curled into a ball. I checked on him today. He says he's doing okay. Curled in. Oh, I can't stand the I can't stand the faculty and the students that come in now. Oh, oh. Like uh, Damn that yeah. one hundred and year one old nun. <laughs> and all her yeah. nunniness. Shout out. Shout out to Loyola doing big things. I hope they make it to the final four now. Um, shout out to Loyola, yeah. man. We're, 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 I hope we're happy. Bad. I'm but, still going with Michigan. Oh, I, 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 let's, let's, let's get into that. Okay. I know. I don't think Michigan's going to win it. I didn't pick. I don't have them winning it. Let me say that. I, I have Gonzaga winning it. If they could get knew- through another round, they maybe could start slowly dark horsing. You need your best player. I mean, you would think you need your best player. Well, uh, the thought is he could potentially come this weekend. It's like almost 100% unlikely. So then it could potentially be the weekend after. Yeah. So if you get if you can make it and get your best player back, even though he'll be rusty and even though the team will have to readjust. Yeah. But I just because I knew everybody that I was in the uh and then my tournament with was going to take Illinois. I was like, I can't take And I, I wanted to take Illinois, but I was like, I can't take him. How am I going to win? Because I got to win the money. Listen, we play this to win the money. Right. You play uh, so, to win the game. So, yes. So I was like, I got to go with a different team because I know everybody else is probably going to take the Illini. And I think only one person in there didn't take the Illini. But I think their teammate got knocked out, too. Shout so. out to Herm Edwards. Oh, definitely. Always. Always. One of the brothers that should have got a chance to play a quarterback, but they didn't let him. Right. We'll get into why we'll get into why later on in the show. No brothers may be able to play quarterback. <laughs> Russell Wilson's gonna wake up as a DB, like what the <laughs> running back? Get out there! The hell? 
I got nothing to do with that. <laughs> so what do you but think yeah, of the so, Sweet 16? Um, like I said, I got the Zags winning it. Um looking here, I like Baylor. I think I have Baylor in my final four. Maybe, yeah, I definitely have Baylor in my final four. Um, hopefully Loyola can come out of the Midwest. I think I had Houston. I may have had Houston making it to the Elite Eight, I think. I definitely have Houston making it to the Elite Eight, I believe. Well, your bracket um, doesn't look too bad in some ways. No, I'm, I'm 10 points behind the leader. And mind you, I have, I, their, their, their um, champion is out. I have Florida State. I have Florida State making it to the Elite Eight. Nice. Um, Ooh, I so th- Michigan would have to go down. Yeah, I think, I think that's where I had Michigan going down. With Florida State right there is where I had uh, Michigan going down. Um, because Wait, uh, who's your champion again? Gonzaga. I like it. I went, Mark Few, yeah. baby. Yeah, I went, I, went, I went Zaga. Zaga. Um, Zags. I think I had Alabama beating UCLA. I think that's where I went. Wow, yeah. UCLA with, in the Sweet 16. Nice. Um, if, if, if that's who I had, I, I had Alabama. Let me say that I had Alabama in the sweet 16. I can't necessarily say for sure. Yeah. Because that's, um, Abilene Christian. I definitely had UCLA over Abilene Christian. <laughs> um, so yeah, my bracket is, it's better. It was hurting the first, the first couple of days. And now I've seen it kind of, it kind of, it has kind of straightened out, uh, somewhat, uh, what, what do you think? You know, honestly, I actually didn't even do a bracket this year. You got to do one for the show. Yeah, true. But we didn't do it. Whatever. I'm the lowly producer. Anyways, uh, what have you thought of this tournament? Because this is uh, the non-Blue Blood tournament. There's been upsets galore. Okay. Hit me with it. it. Hit me with that Davis review. I wanted the Big Ten. Listen, no, this is all about biases. I wanted the Big Ten to run rampant in this. Oh, you have a bias? Ken Davis on that <laughs> Davis show? And uh, really? I'm, not even, I'm not even a Big Ten guy, but the hype was so much that I went along with the hype and I, I should get my hand slapped for that. Uh, so, yeah, and I, I want Michigan. Michigan was a team outside of Illinois that I really wanted to go deep. Part, Even part of it more than Illinois because just Juwan Howard being from here, uh, going to school not too far from where I'm from, um, I love it. Like I, I, like I just said before uh, the show came on, I was watching him on TNT and I was smiling from ear to ear doing the cabbage patches. He cursed Shaq. Shaq asked him, he's like, stop talking like a coach. I need you to talk like Jawan Howard. I know. And he was just talking about, you know, helping the players and growing up on the South side. Then he cursed and said shit. And they was like, Oh, and he Shaq was out. And I turned out and I was like, he said he wanted him to talk like Jawan Howard. He was like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Jawan. That's Jawan. I know. <laughs> and it's just like to see Jawan Howard who, um, I mean, like, just to look at from his NBA career, being a guy that stayed, I think he, no, Juwan left, I think his junior, he left his junior year and went back and got his degree. Uh, getting drafted by, at that time, the Washington Bullets. Um, they made a trade for his college teammate and Chris Webber. Juwan had to, at some points, and then they also had Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace was drafted by the Bullets, too. And at, at some point, Juwan, who played center at Michigan, had to play the three. Uh, and then Juwan Howard getting a deal from, at the time, Pat Riley's. Uh, Miami Heat. Now, mind you, if this happened, Alonzo Morton never becomes a member of the Heat. Uh, Juwan Howard signed that Morton deal. He got a, he he got one of those first hundred million dollar deals in the NBA. 
but I forgot something wasn't checked or something like that. And the deal was rescinded. So then Washington signed him to the deal now. Right. And then Pat Riley went and traded Glenn Rice to Charlotte to get Alonzo Mourning. And that's how that, 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 that it wasn't a dynasty, but that's how Pat Riley changed. Alonzo Mourning is the player that changed the heat, right? Pat Riley built it off of Zoe's intensity and acumen. Um, so, but Juwan Howard never lived up, quote unquote, to that hundred million dollar contract, and always kind of followed him, even though hey, he was getting paid around the NBA. Uh, and then to be an older statesman in the NBA and see how many people like LeBron and those players loved him, it's just always I've always had an affinity for Juwan Howard. So to see him doing well at his alma mater, and then look at how the five five had to be pushed away from Michigan. You know what I'm saying? And regardless of if they did anything, it, it wasn't serious enough for you as a, a university to, 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 to really distance this yourself. I understand somewhat just PR wise, but really distance yourself from these players that meant so much to that university for him to be the connection to bring the five, five back and finally get a head coaching job. I love it. So I'm out of any team that I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Michigan. Uh, because of Jawan Howard, I just don't know if they'll do it. Now, I'll take losing money, even though I didn't have to bet any money. It's just a reward at the end. I'll take not getting any money for Jawan Howard to win it all, man, because just being a Southside Chicago boy, uh, you you like stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And you like to see people. And I'm not even the biggest person that's always like, you know, man, you from Chicago. But for him, it's like, yeah, you from Chicago. <laughs> I can tell you love it because you just went on a long rant for the multiple time on it with Jawan. But that is a really cool story. I'm not even trying to put any of that hate on there. But it's all right, you speaking of hate, no, I have some hate. And it's for the okay. Big Ten, per usual. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, for them to only have one team at this point, like, did we just overrate the Big Ten or was it? Just a matter of nobody played each other. You just played in your conference and they just seemed that competitive. Um, we overrated it. One thing, and I know Sean Davis mentioned this in a text thread yesterday that I've always felt about the Big Ten. They need better athletes. You know, like they don't have like they need better athletes. You need to you need to not just you need to still have the culture of being physical and grunty, but you need superior athletes too. You know, so at times like what happened with Illinois, that you know, you just got that guy that can just go off. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, you know, you like, think about how many, if we go over these, these big 10 teams that are in the tournament, how many have blue chip players on them? Like that guy's going in, he's going in the top 10 in the draft. Like maybe Wagner's brother at Michigan is top 15, you know, but like where, where are like, you don't like, even if you look at like eight years ago, you had D'Angelo Russell at, at Ohio state. You had Mike Conley and and Greg Oldham at Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? Just as far as, you know, like these are lottery picks. What about like the defending champs going into this tournament, Virginia? Like they didn't have necessarily a lottery guy. And then Villanova a couple years before that didn't have necessarily high lottery guys. Virginia did have a lottery guy. They had a... They had one... They they got one of their kids drafted by Atlanta in the draft before last year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. But I think that was one of the weaker drafts, though. He wouldn't have been. I'm not, but you, I'm just still, you still have, yeah. You still have that guy, you know, and you, I'm not saying you have, like, you have to have it, but like, you look around and that, I think that's part of the thing. Like, you, you kind of, 
they kind of have Big Ten style players. I'm not saying to get away from that, but you have to infuse that with something else. And listen, it doesn't have to be all the Big Ten, but if I was a Big Ten team, I would make that an attribute of my team. Like, yeah, we're going to be Big Tenny, but we're also going to be ACC or, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we're also going to, you know, SEC, you know, one of those where we're going to be like that too. Um, that's that's what I would do. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think, you know, and also I'll say this too, you know, I mean, here with Illinois, you know, your coach is growing pains. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it, man, it's just, it was bad business. Big Ten embarrassed everybody that was believing in them. No, no, no. I hate saying that because they're kids. Um, those coaches embarrassed everybody that was believing well, in them. Well, that, that was part of my point or my thinking, I guess, is I mostly agree. Like Iowa they just look completely unathletic. Wisconsin look completely unathletic. I think Michigan's fine. They're they've got enough of that talent that they could be a national championship threat. They just don't have their best player. That's their problem. I think next year they're really going to be like that. I agree. I think they have I like a top, I think they have a, the number one class next yes, year. Yes, I, I believe so. I believe yeah. so. But I look at Illinois and Ohio State, and I think they had the athletes, but I thought the coaches failed big time in both of those matchups. I feel you. I, I do too. You know, and I, you know what? I'll say this as far as Illinois, it, it's a step in, it's a, it's a step in stool school. You know, like it, it's just the truth, you know, like you, until you get a guy, I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything about getting rid of Underwood now because of what he's got, where he's gotten you right now. But until you really get a guy that's like, this is my school and he's an X and O guy. You know, you're going to be in a situation where you may not you may go into a battle without the best coach, you know, and then, you know, do you have the best players? And to be honest, you know, they, they talent wise, they had the best players. But as a team, they didn't have the best team on this past Sunday. Yeah, I would agree with you. How about uh, our lowly Bulls trade deadline do approaching? Do we have to? Um, listen, I know we we're going to talk about this and. It's time. I, I, I hate to say it because I would hate to do it for something that's um, it's not even worth making a move. And I'm talking about Larry Markkinen. If you're not going to resign Larry Markkinen, you need to trade him. Well, bam. Um, that yeah. guy? That guy right there with the nice curly hair. Um, it's just not going to happen. Um, and maybe it'll happen someplace else and then you can feel sorry for yourself. But I would say don't feel sorry for yourself because it probably wasn't never going to happen here. Um, he definitely has the abilities, but that, it's just not it's not going to happen, man. And I wish him the best. I'm always going to root for Laurie wherever he's at. But you can't pay that man 20 million a year. And if he wants something even close to that, you can't you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? And it just hasn't been enough. Growth. This is his walk year. And this is the best year he's had since his freshman, his rookie season. And it's That's still not, not close a, to that. Yeah, it's not even close to that. Not, I mean, it, it, even if the numbers seem like it, I know he's shooting better, but the impact that he had then was like, whoa. And he was a better Don't defender. Don't tell that then. to his uh, one for 10 night, the last game. Yeah, he was a better defender his rookie year. He attacked the basket more. Um, and now his, his limitations are more glaring because you know that he's probably not going to be able to work out of that. I was reading an article from the Athletics, Darnell Mayberry, um, talking about uh, Billy Donovan saying that, you know, he's never going to be a guy that can break somebody off the dribble. I mean, and listen, that's Billy Donovan being honest. But what does that say about him being a big that can handle the ball, 
But I mean, and I'm not going to say that like, oh, you can handle the ball. That means you got to be like uh, Kyrie, you know what I'm saying? Or the professor. But still, you should be able to like anybody be able to cross a man over if you can handle the ball. You know what I'm saying? Especially a seven footer in front of you. And you're more agile and quicker than that person. Well, doesn't Um, it kind of become black and white at that point? If you can't really win off the dribble, then you're just a spot up shooter or a player. So you don't get that same amount of money as you would if you are a penetrating type player that can create for themselves. Great point. And that's what Darnell was saying, uh, Ryan, that if he's just a spot up, a spot shooter, then you can't. uh, And you're not he's not winning in the post with smaller guys on him. So it's kind of like, so what you're going to get like you're going to he's not even what Bertrand was last year, but you will give him Bertrand's money, you know, Mm -hmm. like. What's the point of making the same mistake that Washington made? And I look and I hate to hear people still thinking you're going to be able to tap into that because sometimes our own draft picks, we hate to just really open up our eyes and realize the proof is right there. If it walk like a duck and quack like a duck, it's a duck. Uh, He's a duck right now. He's never going to be a number two. And that's what you that if you're giving him that type of money, you're looking for him to be the number two that may occasionally fall into number three. But like he's he's not going to be that dude, especially at least not here. And I, maybe it, with with player development, with our, our tourist Carney and Sovis, and we know the type of uh, type of money and a, the type of resources they've put into player development uh, here. When we know they didn't do that in the past, maybe they may see uh, some improvements that they think they can build upon. I'm about to say I don't know why I wouldn't Trump jumped up, but maybe we can see that they build. They can see what they can build upon, but also maybe they know that it's it's not going to happen, and it's just time to, to cut 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 bait. Um, but I wish him the best. I mean, I w- yeah, I wish him the best. And then on the flip side, that picture that you put up there with him going after Alonzo Ball's uh, uh, shot. Um, I guess you know what I'm saying. I mean, I've been I've occasionally been intrigued by Ball to the Bulls. Uh, we known over the last month and a half that he's he looked at his little brother and he approved his play. Like, I'm all hell. No, I ain't going to be out here like this. Um, mm-hmm. But he still has some limitations. Um, I hope we don't think he's going to become a world beater. Um, his three point shot is better. I think he's averaging like 15, six and five, five and six or something like that. It's, you know, decent, decent numbers. Um, I mean, this is the thing. Are you going to extend Lonzo Ball? Like, cause I mean that that I mean you're gonna do this just to have a look or or to maintain his birth to gain his bird rights, but like that and I, but with what the Bulls need, at least if you have ball, you may not have to go into this draft seeking a you shouldn't I guess depending on where you land a point guard, um, but um I mean I don't think the Bulls have as many assets as a lot of people think they have just because these are players that were drafted by the organization I think that there's going to be um, – there may have to be a lot of turnover uh, from Kobe White to the vets. Um, um, I mean, the only person I think is safe right now is definitely Patrick, Patrick Williams and then Zach. And Patrick Williams, yeah. Yeah, um, because I think if you came at them with a crazy-ass deal for Zach, I think they'd move. Not to say if you came for a crazy-ass deal for Patrick Williams, but I don't think anybody would come for a crazy deal for Patrick Williams. But, right. I think if you come with like something and be like, man, I got to do this. Then they but would I have think to that's just, the oh. that's the thing, though. It's got to be crazy before it was like, I don't know. Like if you got a good deal now, it feels like you got to get a crazy good deal. for. Zach. Well, let me say this. It may not have to be crazy. It just needs to be really good. And depending on assets, it may be a situation where a team comes with with 
with draft equity, a player in draft equity in this draft, and there's two players in this draft, they're like, listen, if we can get both of them, we can really hasten what we're doing here when we're at infusing this with, with two more players, with three players, actually. If they if you trade Zach, you get one player and you get you get a a, a draft pick, and then you have your draft pick from this this upcoming uh, draft. That's three players that you can be infusing this team with, um, with young talent on, on rookie deals uh, that you can mold into what you want to mold them to. So yeah, depending on that pick and that player. Yeah. I'd be all for it. I mean, if you got like one of those, remember a few years ago, the Boston Celtics picks that were just living in the top three oh, man. player and you have your pick. Yeah. That can be yeah. pretty interesting. That can be pretty. I mean, cause I mean, then you can set it up the way that you want to set it up. It may look like you're taking a slight step back, but really, you're doing it the way that you want to do it. And also, you're building you, – you may find players that haven't been uh, in a culture that you don't want to have to um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Reindoctrinate them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't – like, so Zach, Zach's never been into the playoffs. I'm not dissing Zach. I think Zach is growing into a, a, a good leader. But, you you know, you got guys from winning programs that haven't gone through that, so it's easier for them to come into the league and maybe only have a bad season and a half to where you just kind of get this growing. So they, they don't – they're not worn down by losing uh, or worn down by the fact that the light hasn't shined on them as Zach has been because he's been deserving at least last year perhaps making it to the all-star team. So that, that – I would look at that. But I don't think because a lot of people always look at the players that you draft like these guys are going to be here. I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't see it like it with Kobe. And I know the first person I always bring it up that was like, you know, what? he may be a six man was Jason Goff. And then I was going to say you don't keep a six man if you found one. But that's just not necessarily a building block when you're at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's nobody kind of was a like, cherry on top. Yeah. Of yeah, so that's that's the thing, you know what I'm saying? Uh nobody was like the microwave. Vinny Johnson was like, boy, we ain't got nothing, but we got Vinny. So as soon as listen, I'm telling you, when when the when the starting five gets tired and Vinny goes, the starting five is trash, but we got like you we know, got Jamal just, Crawford. We are the exactly. favorites. Boy, listen, wait till Lou William gets in. I know we're down by 30, but when Lou William gets in, but uh, and of course, he'll bring that those, chicken with him too. <laughs> those players will be starters <laughs> if they were on bad teams, but you get the joke. Uh, but so, yeah, it's just quick. What do you think? Should the Bulls be looking to make a trade at the deadline? And if so, are you looking at a seller perspective or a buyer perspective from them? Both. Uh, if you're going to try for Lonzo, try for Lonzo. Um, listen, I know you want to make it to the playoffs and all that. That sounds cute. F that. Um, trade Thaddeus Young. If you can get into a second, I mean, first round, a late first round pick, definitely do it. Uh, if someone wants to give you an asset for Otto Porter, listen, you ain't got to give it to me this year. Give it to me next year. All right. For Otto Porter, um, get, get these vets off the books. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the thing, too. I, I'll say this. If those vets... Um, they're still going to be free agents. And now they, they probably want to go to a winning team, but who knows if the money's going to be out there. You can re-sign them. You yeah, know what I'm they saying? believe in what you're cooking. That's about to say, if they like the coaching staff in the front office, look at um, look at look at Derek Favors with Utah. Traded them to, 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 to the Pelicans. 
Brought him right back this off this past offseason. If they can come back, but you need you need assets. We need to stop playing like you don't need assets. You win in the NBA through assets, and particularly when you're in a market that players do not come as free agents in their prime. So let's stop lying about it. Let's stop looking at the guys we have like they're just going to become superstars in the next year. Be honest, they're not. You need assets. If Arturis Karnasovas is uh, his mutant ability, all right. We all have mutant abilities. If his is talent evaluation, let's let's let him use it. And I guess in that vein, let's say your assets can only bring you something in a point guard or center. What do the Bulls need more of this year? Do you think point guard is more important? But it depends on what type of point. Like so, I guess this is the thing. A great point guard. I don't know. That's a good question. What type of center are you talking about? Because if you're telling me like a Tyson Chandler, like yeah, like more a, of a rim protector defender, like especially if you were to go up against Embiid and some of these big men in the East, that is just not like a revolving door that it's been with essentially Wendell Carter or any of the others. That's a hard question. Now. Um, I want to lean center because point you can. There's a lot of point guards in the NBA. Now you could ask the question as far as facilitating point guards compared to scoring scoring point guards, but most of them are scoring point guards. Some of them just do more facilitate facilitating. I want to I want to go point guard, but I really want to go center because like look at Jared Allen. And, and let's just filter it. How about this year in trying to make the playoffs? What's more valuable for them, a center or a point guard? Point guard because I don't think there if there's any centers out there that are difference makers that are on a trade block. But if let's so, say you had somebody that became that rim protector defender, is that, that more valuable that would be, than the creator? That would be more valuable because even though they need someone that can initiate their offense, no and doubt. also, but if they had someone that could take to cover up all the mistakes off, I mean, defensively from Kobe and Zach, <coughs> excuse me, um, then you, it will be the rim protector. I would say this this season. Um, but I, I don't know, but it's a catch 22 because what, what if you had somebody that can really get you in the Florida offense and accentuate everyone's uh, best attributes? You and know, move so Kobe I, White to uh, the position six that's man. more comfortable to him? Yeah, to a, to a six man. So partially I still want to go. I mean, and you could still at this point hope that Wendell would, you know, be able to do something. You know what I'm saying? But. I'm, you know, hey, you know, I'm with you I all know. the way. I know. I you can't know, even but, buy that at all anymore. Hey, they, they, they've been selling this, man. They've been I selling know. this to smoke. I know. And we, I, I've, officially, <laughs> I've officially gotten tired of the chew that they've given you know, me. I've been doing this since his rookie year. Tony came to me like, you know, Wendell needs to be the leader, right? He do. He, and listen, I know that he has been that person. He. This isn't just Tony saying this. This is reporters talking about the maturity and the person that they viewed at the time as being one of the only people that truly cared about what was happening. But in that, it's kind of shifted into he's this, this all-star that he's never become, right? right? And it's like, I just never, I'm like, why are y'all hyping this kid up? And he hasn't proven it. I get that he's a good young man, but he hasn't done it on the court enough for you guys to validate this this role that you want to carve out for him. Yeah, I feel like that guy that you almost like eat something that isn't that good, but something about it is appealing to you. And then one day you're just over it. Like, that's how I feel about Wendell. Like, I don't want that food anymore. Get rid of it. 
<laughs> yeah, so I mean, listen, I if when the rumor was out there that for Wendell and the fourth pick, and I'm not saying it's gonna happen, you can get Wiseman. You know, if you the text line, because I think Josh Hicks was like, Wendell's a rim protector. I was like, when? <laughs> like, you better go get that Wiseman. Like, have you like what? Like, so I'm not the listen, great family, great young man, may figure it out. Right. Um, great draft done, day outfit. Yeah, great, great. I won't even go into that one. But uh, uh, the Asian Tigers that everybody was connecting to Wakanda, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but still, um, no, that should have been I, a sign, Paxson. Right, right. Then it's like, wait, I don't think those are Wakanda Tigers on that. <laughs> Can you imagine John Paxson saying that? Is this Wakandan? You know, he's got a really good left and he can really roll right. But is he Wakandan with this outfit? <laughs> I mean, like Wakandan, Wakandan. I mean, this is a red flag, folks. <laughs> so, look, uh, but that's a great question. If I could have either or. I want to say rim protector because of the, the, the defense. But then I feel like maybe... They wouldn't score enough, but you know what? With Billy Donovan, you know, that's the great thing I can say with, with Billy Donovan. We've seen him in an in NBA win in a myriad of ways. And if it's having a, a better offense than defense, he could do it. And if having a better defense. But I'll say this. If you had that big, that's the Jared Allen type of big you there's a lot of point guards out here. There's there's not a lot of rim protecting lob happy big men uh, in the NBA, let alone that can switch out on, on defense. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can get you one of those guys, you cooking with grease. I think so, too. At least they got a couple guys that can beat you down with the dribble. Exactly. They don't really have the rim protector. Yeah. Where are we going now? I thought the host is supposed to be driving the show. <laughs> I, the funny thing is, I was going to tell you, I honestly was going to tell you, I was going to be like, yeah, you should just drive the show today. We should start doing this like highly, highly questionable. Yeah, it's highly questionable how you've transferred over the driving duties over to me. I agree. We're doing some highly questionable right now. I'm sorry. I apologize. Let's, let's, let's do the best segment of the show. Let's go up for grabs. I'm back on my job. Oh, boy. Well, how about getting back on the job? What do you make of the ever-growing Deshaun Watson allegations? As so we're the, in for up for grabs right now. Yeah, <laughs> yep, right away. Uh, I'm gonna slap uh, you in the face with it. Right. Yeah. He's like, I'm ruin, about to ruin this this little promising career you thought I had going on. About to hit you with the tip. Um, no, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. We don't play like that. Um, <laughs> can't do that one. Can't do that one. These are um, all allegations, folks. Um. It's too many allegations. Um, I know his attorney, Rusty Hardy, came out today and said, uh, well, first of all, I think there's 24 women, but maybe only 14 to 17 uh, has um, the... I think the, that... The, go ahead. Yeah, made the lawsuits or allegations made the law, a part of the allegations of the lawsuit. Yeah. So, uh, but we know this is supposed to end up being 24. Yes. Um, it, it sounds too much like a pattern to just throw it away. Um, you it, it it now the situation with him and the Texans initially made it seem like made you kind of wonder was it a smear campaign? I usually and we always with this show lean, tend to lean towards the, the the person the victim 
We've always kind of been that type of show and we will continue to be that show. It seems like a pattern and like that young man may have a problem. Um, we'll find out and let it play out to see what happens. Um, but it, it seems like it seems like he's wilding out and, and, and assaulting these young ladies. Um, and even if and Rusty Harden uh, said this, that maybe the third plaintiff plaintiff um, tried to get thirty thousand dollars and said that she had consensual uh, relations with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, if that if that's just one woman, I know that's supposed to be like the snowball that starts the avalanche as far as saying that all of these women are lying. Um, but still that's a lot of women lying. Um, so I lean towards them. Um, and it had take a lot, even if, even if it, this is thing too, even if he's is found out that he didn't do any of this, the, the, that, 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 that scarlet letter is on him. Like, and I, 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 I will say this, I think with social media compared to in the past, with these situations, it's easier to perhaps remove most of that scarlet letter. But there's always going to be people that when they hear something bad about you will always associate that with you just because they don't care about you or they disliked you in general. Um, but more importantly, it seems like a lot of women that have the same job and said the same thing happened to them were assaulted. And that has to be disproven. And I know we live in a country where it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But man, if again, and I say this about Laurie Markin, and this is way more serious, but if it walks like a duck and quack like a duck, what can you say? You know, we may have biases from wanting to have a quarterback, but none of that is important if these young ladies are being put in these uncomfortable and, and terrible situations because someone's some type of deviant pervert. And I don't know if that's Deshaun Watson. But it looks like it could be right now. Yeah, I think uh, you hit everything. Uh, just my only two cents to throw in, and you even touched on this. Just because maybe one plaintiff or one allegation is potentially like rotten in their intention, doesn't mean that all these women are lying. Doesn't mean that all the other claims or allegations are false. And we. Obviously, want to respect Deshaun Watson as well. He's innocent until proven guilty. But we know with these cases, it's extremely hard to prove guilt because there's just not a lot of evidence that is just lying around that prosecutors. Text messages, Ryan. If he has text messages apologizing, and I've said this before, if he's apologizing for anything outside of uh, not tipping them enough, he in trouble. Because what do you have to apologize for a masseuse for? To a masseuse for? I agree. Depending on how it plays out. That's all I'm saying. So if he, I mean, to me, listen, if I, and if it's, if it's, if it's proven that it's true, that they, those ladies have text messages and he's, he's apologized. Listen, even one of them and he's apologizing to her. It's like, what are you apologizing to him? Like, what could have happened? What could you have done as a client? Like, did you say something wrong? Like, unless you were like disrespectful, but not even like in a sexual sense. Like, let's just say you were one of those people who someone's working for you and you don't treat people kindly, you know, and I'm not saying that that that's fine. But like what? Like, it it just seems fishy. If you are apologizing for having some type of um, um, contact with this like sexual contact that wasn't consensual with this young lady yeah it just depends you know because we just know that even with the slam dunk case there's been shocking rulings before if they got them with text messages that blatantly show it and stuff like that then i'm sure justice will be served the point i just wanted to just make is that these are very hard cases to make uh, a guilty 
verdict out of the civil. And now this one might not be civil. one of them. True, they're this civil, is a civil. So it's not to the same degree. It's not without reasonable doubt. It's this. It's not like you know, saying uh, a criminal case where you know you really go against it. This is a civil case, so it's it's easier to prove, and that's why to a certain degree they went through that lane as far as doing a civil and, case. And also, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. And and you know we'll see because one thing that the the uh, the, the, the 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 plaintiff's lawyer keeps saying I, I forget his name so I don't want to uh, just throw out a name of that I was just reading and I do know his name I just keep forgetting I was just reading an article about him at Texas A and M and everything he did as far as his whole entire life. Um, listen, if if. Listen, if it's proven, man, that, that Shorty was doing this, man, it's just bad business. I, I, I guess that's what I want to say. I know I was going to say he said that he was going to give the uh, the cops down there in Houston this information. And we're waiting to see if it can can become criminal. You know, now say this. If it flips into criminal. Whoa. If you if, if it, and they charge him, if the, the D.A. down there charges him and thinks I got a chance to lock him up. That that will really be something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's a wrap anyway. Not to say he's out of the league, even though I don't know who would right. take him if this is a cleaned up. But if the DA charges him criminally, dude, I don't care if he gets off. It's just it's a bad it's bad business, man, to say the least. And I mean, I'll say this too. And it's 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 sad that I have to say this uh, because if he's innocent. Dog, you don't put yourself in some of these situations, man. Like even if, like they just, this is it's bananas. And I, and, and again, people say, well, what situation? You can't get a massage. Listen, if he's just getting massages, yes, I'm wrong. It's fine with him getting massages or whatever. But if if this man likes um, to be pleasured during getting massages, he needs to find masseuses who are open and can will consensually do that for you and will sign NDAs instead of forcing innocent women that didn't even know they was being put in this, 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 this situation to be assaulted like that. And like, if that's your fetish, you need to get yourself fixed. How about uh, the NCAA's fetish against women's basketball, apparently, and with a scathing leather letter from Georgia Tech's head coach, Nell Fortner, it's been highlighting a lot of the issues that the women's basketball tournament's been having. And I have her letter here, so I would like to read it. And she said to the NCAA, thank you, exclamation point. Thank you for using the three biggest weeks of your organization's year to expose exactly how you feel about women's basketball and afterthought. Thank you for showing off the disparities between the men's and women's tournament that are on full display in San Antonio. From COVID testing to lack of weight training facilities to game floors that hardly tell anyone that it's the NCAA tournament and many more. But these disparities are just a snapshot of larger, more persuasive issues when it comes to women's sports and the NCAA. Shipping in a few racks of weights after the fact is not an answer. It's a Band-Aid and an afterthought. Isn't the NCAA a nonprofit devoted to running championships with student athletes that must be academically eligible to compete in those championships? And what other nonprofit educational endeavor is it acceptable to treat young women as less valuable financial commodity? At what individual university would it be acceptable to give women inferior textbooks and cheap cafeteria food because of their perceived cash value? 
while our TV contract isn't in the billions, it is in a package worth half a billion. We do command a massive and loyal TV audience that posts ratings on par with some of the largest sporting events in our country. We are a valuable asset that has consistently earned the right to be marketed, promoted, and conducted as a great championship rather than an afterthought. If the NCAA and its sponsors are wanting more eyeballs on the women's game, then let's look at Oregon's Sedona Prince's Twitter and TikTok numbers when it comes to that. As of 8.45 a.m. on March 21st, 2021, her Twitter account had 16.4 million views on the weight room disparities in the women's tournament, 187,000 retweets, and 613,000 likes. Her TikTok and had 7.6 million views. For too long, women's basketball has made has accepted an attitude and treatment from the NCAA that has been substandard in its championships. It's time for this to stop. It's time for women's basketball to receive the treatment it has earned. Thank you for the exposure, Nell Fortner. Well, well, well written. Um, I like that she pointed out the hypocrisy with the NCAA, uh, particularly one with women. Um, We know this. We know the NCAA is full of shit. Um, You got this. vile. You got this where hundreds of people are making millions of dollars who don't put any sweat out there. And the last thing they want to do is share any of that. And that goes to the women, too. Uh, I will say this. When you look at I'm going to use the males, but I'm, I'm using this for both male and female. When you look at an organization that's supposed to be a non for profit and they decide not to put out um, basketball games because they don't want to share that those proceeds with former players. I understand if a player is in school, but with former, we'd rather not share none of this with you. We're just not going to do it. What does that truly say? Like, the, what, what's, what, what, what goal do they really have? You're looking at an organization that will cut off his nose to spite his face to let the best basketball players not come into, not come into the fold because they don't want to pay anybody what they deserve you know um if if a scholarship and excuse used to always be well scholarship is supposed to be what is equal to what you guys will make well one if a scholarship will do that then why can't i have my likeness after i'm gone you i use your scholarship you didn't pay me there but you want to have my likeness in perpetuity and it's the same thing with the women you know what i'm saying where they want to take advantage and put you know these 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 basketball players all over CBS and run these commercials and you saw the, the travesty of that weight room situation um, you saw they had the space excuse there was enough space the young lady pointed out there was enough space out there to have the equipment um, i will say this you would think that there has to be women in the NCAA um, that kind of saw this. And I, I hopefully wonder if, if one woman, if, if one, if not more women, let this slide through so that they can put this out there. You know, like, oh, they're not, they not sending no equipment. They're not saying, you know what? Show to get together the dude's equipment. Then we're going to show the ladies' equipment just to put this at the contrast out there to highlight it so that everybody can see it because it's been going on. Look, think about it. You think this is the first time this has happened that they didn't have workout equipment? You know what I'm saying? It's, no, it's like they, they've been doing it before and this year they decided not to do it. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I doubt it. This is this is something that's been probably persistent. And they finally decided to highlight it. And, and I take my hat off to that young lady and these women as uh, the coach for standing up because women deserve to be treated better. And it's not like and she said, it's not like they got a bad product now. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, listen, I for the majority of my life, I don't watch it as much as I used to have enjoyed uh, women's basketball um, and the tournament. How many, you know how many times I've watched 
the the women's NCAA tournament and it was amped to see because the draft is like the next time after the, the championship, the next after the championship game and hoping that the sky was going to get the best player or whatever. Um, it's, it's enjoyable and you need to respect those ladies and put them on the same pedestal that you put these men on and particularly their women. Like when do we not treat women even better than men? You know what I'm saying? And if you, these, there's enough revenue and that, I won't even say like you, you don't need the male's revenue. They're making revenue themselves. So, I mean, it's actually, and we talk about revenue generating sports. And some of these schools, women's basketball team is is the revenue generating sport, you know, or, or it's at least in the top two or three. Um, so it, I'm happy it's been highlighted. Um, just the NCAA is just full of it, man. It's just, it's like it so needs to be done away from. It needs to be done away. I think another system needs to be put in, in, in place. Uh, that is 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 definitely is looking to keep the legitimacy of these schools. And I mean legitimacy as far as not letting boosters run wild, but giving the players what they deserve. Even the women's think about how many women basketball players deserve to make money off of their name and their jerseys and likeness when they're in school. You know what I'm saying? Like it's plenty of listen. At UConn got get a freshman like that every year, if not two of them. You know what I'm saying? Just like. It, it, it's plenty of women that deserve to have to, to have the things that males are asking for when they're talking about being compensated. But on top of that, would take away the compensation. They're still not being treated uh, uh, on the same par as the males without receiving any compensation for the work that they put in. I got nothing to add. You nailed it. See you later. <laughs> Oh, we we always appreciate it. Great. Oh, we're back. Great up for grabs as usual, Ryan, and great show uh, you put together. I'll I'll we'll we'll drive together a little bit moving forward. Um, No, we won't. This was the one time. I hope you got it out of your system. It's like uh, the anti-vaccination. I hope you got it out of your system now. Okay, we'll take it out of your system. I guess next week we'll see uh, because I'm getting on Friday, so we'll see how I'm going Saturday. Cause that's part of you. Also, that's yeah, part tell of them you. to put in uh, your computer chip, drive the show. So that'll be taken. <laughs> but care turn of. it up. Can you turn the drive the yeah. show chip up? Right. Okay. Thank you. Mine's been uh, uh, defaulting. All right. Cause that's part of the reason Jason didn't join us. He was feeling bad from getting his second shot <clears throat> on the flip. No, I think that's a cover up for Loyola, but hopefully not. <laughs> All right. But uh, we always appreciate it. Shout out to super producer extraordinary Ryan Bukovsky out there. Loving the ladies and keeping quiet as you should. Never to never kiss and tell, 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 tell. <laughs> if you, you you're about? holding back on the controversy, I got to hold back on the controversy. I did all the controversy today. What are you talking about? I went full controversy. Like, see now, oh, oh, you full of BS right there. Ah, perfectly planted right at the end. All right. We definitely appreciate it. Make sure you check out uh, Flipping Friends today. When this drops, I'll be on the Tape Never Lies Network with Phil Ocean uh, and his his co-host Shane, I believe. I may get that wrong, but make sure you check out the Tape Never Lies Network, um, Talking Bears. Uh, Definitely check me out on the Under Center Podcast and always check out Flipping Friends for me, Ryan Sid, and uh, sometimes uh, Jason. We always appreciate it. Um, Definitely take care of yourselves and don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again.